The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Show bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Yay! Yay! We got a great show for you guys today. Before I get started, uh, let me uh, introduce my cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. <laughs> I, I gave you silence there. Now everybody went crazy. They all went nuts in the audio room. Why isn't he speaking? He always speaks. He never shuts up, as they say. Somebody said to Jimmy that. I, what did he say? I go on, you can't reel me in? Um, something like that, yeah. Yeah, somebody said to Jimmy, gee, your co-host, you can't reel him in, can you? <laughs> no, you can't. When I'm on a roll, baby, I'm on a roll. Hey, everybody, how are you today? It's a glorious day in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, sunny, dry, beautiful, about 82 degrees. Fabulous. Now that we got rid of that boring nonsense, let's hey, talk about something fun. Now let's let's introduce the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's going on, chat room? Welcome to the show. And then we want to uh, also like give a shout out to the chat room and everybody in the chat room. Uh, if you disappear from the chat room for any reason, tweet if you have anything you need me to get out and I'll check my phone to see what's going on with Twitter. We want to give a shout out. Welcome back. Ginger Irish, Irish Ginger from the Ginger Irish Show. She was missing the last couple weeks. She was uh, in the hospital. We're happy she's back and everything is well. Give a shout out to Cindy, Lady Lake, Valley, Rebel. Uh, everybody in the chat room, thanks so much. And uh, and we got a good show for you today. Yeah. What was she in the hospital for? A sex change? Some kind of yeah. stomach. Some Definitely kind a sex change. Oh, I thought she had a sex change. Yeah, no. Now she'll be called no. Rebel Man. No, no it's Rebel. Not Rebel. Who is it? Irish Ginger. Oh, Irish Ginger. Now she'll be called Irish. Oh, she's a guy, so let's think Irish. No, she's a girl. Oh, Jacko. Irish Jocko. Anyway, tune into the Irish Ginger Show Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time here on W4CY. And um, I also want to give another shout out to, well, first of all, let me tell you who we got coming on today, you guys. We have uh, R&B singer and actress Elena Nelson. Um, we're going to have a really good time with her. Ron and I met her at the Singleton love Series her. premiere. Love she's her. gorgeous and love she's her, awesome. Love I love her, love her, love her, love her. And then we're also going to have Dr. Corey Honickman, who is the love preserver and the 21st century modern monogamy revolutionary. She talks about sex she's gonna make jimmy and i straight <laughs> by the end of the program jimmy and i'll be in a bar tonight picking up chicks oh that's not what she does yeah well maybe she will no no her whole thing that was monogamy how to make monogamy work so you don't have to go cheating on your spouse oh so jimmy you better listen to this program <laughs> you low down dirty dog anyway let me tell you for far 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 fans out there who are fancy schmancy people jimmy and i went to sag harbor 
Long Island, which is next to the Hamptons, darling. And now they call Sag Harbor Fag Harbor because it's loaded with gay people. And we loved it. Uh, we had lunch on, uh, on a cafe on the street. And the people that were going up and down were incredibly dressed. There were like $150,000 cars parked all along the road. It was we pretty eating. impressive, actually. You're yeah. interrupting. You're in, we're not supposed to interrupt anymore. 12 lashes. You get 12 lashes. It was on a breath. But I didn't talk over you. Well, you're breaking into my, my, my mood here. Anyway, we had a $15 hamburger. Could you bust? What the frick is in a $15 hamburger? I mean, really now. Anyway, it's very high class and very expensive and we had a delicious time we had lunch with an old friend of mine and we walked down by the pier and looked at the 30 million dollar yachts and the hundred fifty thousand dollar cars and i wanted to go somewhere and slip my wrists because i felt gee whiz why do these people have all of that and like i just have like ordinary stuff but anyway i guess they're smarter than i then i said to jimmy driving back home which is a two and a half hour drive let's go to coney island because Jimmy's never been to Coney Island, and he wanted to go to Coney Island. Well, we went to Coney Island. Now, talk about uh, the economy. Look, the Hamptons with the zillionaires, and now we go to Coney Island with the hardworking people, you know, the poor people. And we're looking at the crappy rides and the broken-down junk that it is. It's not the Coney Island it used to be, that's for sure. And I stop, and I look at a ride, and it says 10 bucks. I said, Jimmy... Is that $10 or what? Is that a dollar? He said, no, Ron, that's $10. I said, you've got to be kidding me. $10 a ride? Look at these families. There's three and four children, a parent, a father and a mother, or any kind of parent. They're spending 100 bucks or more on these junky little rides. So I thought to myself, this is a ripoff. You know, the Russians own it. They, they built it up and took it out of the, the sewer that it was. Now they elevated it to like a cesspool from a sewer. And they're charging these people 10 bucks. Also, if you want a hot dog, your kid gets hungry, right? Five bucks. A round knish that I used to get, four bucks. A soda, five bucks. You can drop 300 bucks in that dump and come home. Like and, nothing. And come home and say to your kids, did you have a good time? And they say, no, I wanted to go on the Ferris wheel. So, you know, it's no fun. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. I think we should all pick it, Coney Island. And tell them to lower their prices. Because after all, those are Hispanic and African American people. Most of them are, are here new, new, new Americans. And they don't have that kind of money. In fact, we don't have that kind of money to go sit and play. I mean, well, if, you, I, if you were on every ride there, it would cost you thousands of dollars. Yeah, but I don't. I don't first of all, I don't do those rides. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I throw they make, up. They make me vomit. And secondly, they make me vomit too. <laughs> they, they were dirty looking. And people are blowing their snots on those handles and sweating. And it's all kinds of, you know, they don't even clean the handles after people use them in the roller coaster. I mean, you're sweating. You're vomiting. <laughs> you're spitting out. You're screaming. Saliva is hitting it. Germs all over. At least clean the goddamn things. Anyway, that's my bitch also, of the day. Also, no, no. But we also, while we, were, while we were in Sag Harbor really quickly, we actually uh, we met Bob Balaban. You guys know him. He's been an actor for years. He was in Close Encounters of the Third Time, Kind, The Monuments Man, Budapest Hotel. Like He's been in a zillion Academy Award films. Um, and so we got to say hello to him as he was doing something with the Playhouse in Sag Harbor. So that was cool, too. He's about four foot one. I couldn't believe how the camera lies. You know, when I'm in a film, I look about 50. And in reality, I'm just 22. But the camera does age you. He was in the movie <laughs> Gosford Park, too. Would you like that? Yeah, he's in a lot of movies. He's a fine actor. Actually, he wrote it. Yeah, he's a good actor. You know, he's a, And he was very kind and very generous and very nice. 
And of course, I it said, was exciting. I said, "You have any work for me?" He just looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he doesn't just—he just doesn't know your greatness. No, he looked at me like, "Who the hell are you?" And who the hell are you to ask me? Do I have any work for you? But one never knows, does one? It pays to inquire. I always say. And you know, like you have balls. You're from Brooklyn. Well, not that. I'm just a New Yorker. I mean, even I look. Listen, I was born in Brooklyn. I was. I left Brooklyn when I was about five years old. All I did was learn to speak Brooklynese because that's where I learned to speak in Brooklyn. But then we lived on Long Island, actually in Astoria, Queens, for the greater part of my life. So that I then acquired an Astoria, Queens accent. Then I we moved to California for many years, and I have a bit of a California accent sometimes. And if I'm drunk, I have an Italian accent because my father had a very heavy Italian accent, and I learned to speak from my mom and dad. That's the story. What a boring story. Today's not a great show at all. I'm starting off really crappy. <laughs> so, Jimmy, get a knife so I could stab you. Maybe the blood. No, my, I've already got enough problems. <laughs> oh, well, what's your, tell me your problem. I don't have any, but I have a shout out. A good shout out. Tell me your problem first. I have a bad knee and it's hurting me. I know, and they gave you a needle today. I know. Of cortisone. I know. The crappiest shit to put in your body. I know. Well, Chad, have you ever had cortisone in your knee? No, sir. Okay. Would you ever put it in? No, sir. Thank you very much. Neither would I. But uh, I will. They have other things now. You know, they have the holistic stuff. uh, That I had shot into my shoulder once, and it was wonderful. Why is this not the first time, Jimbo? No, that's the first time, and now they're going to do some kind of fluid thing because I'm having a problem with my knee. They did the cortisone because it'll take two or three weeks to get the fluid stuff, and they said that'll take me out of my pain. But right now, like I'm in pain worse than I was before. Right, and the doctor told him. The needle was like two inches long, and it went all the way in my knee. <laughs> and the doctor told him to stay off his knees, and now he's depressed. <laughs> well, he got to have time to heal, of course. So, yeah, he needs. What a pig. He's talking about something nasty, Chad. Oh, what did I say? <laughs> no, he said to stay off your knees. Okay, you know, you're always doing things on your knees. You're lifting, you're picking up, you're always crawling around the floors with, with your crazy dog. You can't do that. You can't crawl around the floors. So now stay off your knees. Hey, you guys. So if, you, if the chat room's not working either, you can tweet because, like, I see that the chat room seems to be frozen. So, uh, so you can go ahead and tweet. But I want to give a special shout out to uh, Spectrum Music Recording Artist International No. We've had him on the show many, many times. And uh, Lady Lake Music, who's a a and r rep and music promotions and just all around great, awesome music, cool person. Uh, she's been promoting him, and now he has actually uh, moved to Atlanta from New York. And his, and his single on... Uh, uh, on uh, Reverb Nation is number two in Atlanta and number 20 in the nation. Um, so, like, he's doing really, really good in the hip-hop category. We want to give a special shout-out. Follow him at Nova BX Prince and follow Lady Lake Music, Cindy at Lady Lake Music, and Lady Lake Jen at Lady Lake Jen. And it's really cool. Now they come up with a new thing, these crazy guys. It's called Beacon Audiobooks, which is fabulous. And they're coming on board like fleas. Everybody wants to do an audiobook. So, of course, Jimmy said to me, would you like to do an audio book? And I said, well, he said, okay, pick a book. He never gave him an answer, but he said, okay, pick a book. They gave me these Fakakta books from like 3,000 years ago, written in old English. With this accent, it doesn't work. Like, you know, ye want to go, we, though, thou crap. So I said, find me something that's conducive to my personality. So they sent me the, the gay vampire written in 1890 or something. Well, I didn't understand the goddamn thing. Half of that English we don't even use anymore. Now I'm looking for a book to read. So if anybody out there has any suggestions, please 
send it to Ron Russell. What's my, what is my AOL? Ron Russell show at AOL.com. Right. And let me know what book you think I should read. Then we went and got some mafia books. And I said, oh, no, I knew a few of these people growing up. No, thank you. I'm not doing these books because they'll shoot me. Even though you're not squealing on them, they don't want you to promote this crap about them because they feel it's all lies. Everything in those, every, the Godfather was a big lie. If you speak to anybody connected, they feel that what they do is within their own laws and it's rectified. Because it's rectified. What's the word? Recti rectifiable? Right. And um, in other words, they, if you do bad, they kill you. And they feel that's just. So I thought to myself, well, maybe if our government did that a little bit more, we wouldn't have so many criminals on the street who kill and rape and hurt children, especially. Listen to you. Listen to well, you. Well, I always get a little political. I know. Let's get out of the politics. I know, I'm but you politics. know me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, so you guys, if you if you I'm got a cool hippie. if you got a cool audio, I mean, if you have a cool book and you're looking to turn it into an audio and you've got good. Uh, uh, good reviews and stuff on it, and and press and stuff that it, it's worthwhile to turn into an audiobook. You can go to beaconaudiobooks.com or tweet to us at Beacon Audiobook without the S on the end. But you have to have been published. Oh, yeah, it has to be a if published book. If you're not published, <laughs> it no can go nowhere, baby, because it is a no good. Yeah, you got to be have a published book. We got some really big people coming on board. Yeah. I can't announce them big, yet. Big stars, um, but we do have uh, Matthew Modine's Full Metal Jacket Diary that's going to be coming out soon, and he's he's it's a huge, 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 mm -hmm. uh, cool thing. And we got some really great narrators, and it's really taken off, and we're very happy about it. And oh, excuse me, Chad. Yes, Captain. Chad. What I was thinking we would do is I want to play one of Elaine because normally I, I don't know that we'll have time to play two songs while she's on. So I want to play one of them and kind of like introduce her. It's a song I like and then we're going to play the song that's actually released as a single. Um, so what I want to do, you guys, this is the guest that we're getting ready to call and she's got a cool song called If Time Were On Our Side. It's more of like a ballad song and then we're going to play the uptempo song while she's on the air with us. And really listen to this song because she's fabulous, the song's fabulous, and she's a doll baby. I love her. And as soon as we play the song, we're going to give her a call if she's listening. And so everybody, this is Elena Nelson. You can follow her on Twitter at Elena, A-L-A-I-N-A -A -A Nelson. And the name of the song is If Time Were On Our Side. Woo!
Yeah, oh, that. I like that. That was nice. Is if if time were on our side by Elena Nelson, you can follow her on Twitter at Elena Nelson, and we're going to call her right now. Well, I got her on the line already for you, Jimbo. Go ahead. There you go. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hey, how are you? I am so good and so excited and happy to have you here. Before yes, we get likewise. started, let Thank me introduce so you to all the people me. you already know. Mr. Ron Russell, my wild co-host. Hey, hey Ron. How are you, Honey Bunch? I'm good. How are you? Good. Waiting, waiting like all week long for you to come on the show so we could chat. Oh. Uh, I just, you know, at the party, you were just the most delightful person to be with. Uh, you know, most times you go to cocktail parties, you're stuck with boring people you want to kill. But uh, you were just enchanting, charming, and so beautiful and delicious and delightful, open, honest, and incredibly fabulous. Thank you. Did I, did I, I need I say you to come enough? to my I mean, house that, every morning and say exactly that so I can have a great day. Yes, my sweet. <laughs> so we also got the man who dialed you up, who works the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hi, Elaine. Welcome to the show. Hello, Chad. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. And then we have a whole chat room full of people, so give a shout out to the chat room. Hello, chat roomies. How are you? There you go. And we just played a song, because I, I, well, I don't know if we'll have time to play two while you're on, and I wanted to be able to play two, so we just played If Time Were On Our Side off of your debut album. How do I pronounce your debut album? It's miscellaneous. That's what I thought it was, but I just thought, like, if I mess it up, I'll sound stupid. You, so you know got, the word miscellaneous? But, but she spells it like her name. Like, so her name's you, Elena. You came in fourth in your graduating class? <laughs> <laughs> you know word miscellaneous? I know, but it's Miss, M-I-S-S, and then A-L-A-I-N-E-O-U-S. Like, so it's a take on her name, which is fabulous, by the way. And actually, it's a great album, everybody. It's available on iTunes uh, and probably all the digital download sites. And you can find out more about Elena by going to ElenaNelson.com. But um, while we have you on the phone, after we talk with you for a while, we're going to play the single that's going to radio, Frisky Tipsy. Thank and that you. song that we just heard is good to dance to, to dine to, to screw to, to do whatever you want to. <laughs> because it's a hot song, isn't it hot? It's kind of a good body beat. Like, you know, you could roll, really get into it and roll around and do da-da-da-da, boom, 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 you know. So anyway, how are and you? actually, it's very like smooth. Everybody in the chat room, and I got a couple of tweets already cool. saying what a smooth voice you have. Yeah, well, oh, she's the greatest. You. I knew that when I spoke to her. I could hear her speaking voice was fabulous. So, what are you up to, my sweet? Um, so right now, I am back in the rec uh, the recording studio working on a full length album. Um, mm -hmm. I'm about eight songs in. So I'm doing that. I'm also trying to write for other artists, which is new for me because a lot of the um, a lot of the opportunities I get tend to be more pop-oriented. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of a challenge. And I'm also working on um, a TV show, which actually just got picked up. Um, so I'm trying to cram as much as possible in before what, we what start TV filming show, that. Baby? It's Runaways. Is that the Runaways show? Yes. Yes, oh, I'm this is a cool. This is totally up Ron's alley, actually, because she plays she plays a fearless mafia princess, Gloria Salmaducci. Exactly. <laughs> what does exactly. that mean? What, is, what does that got to do with me? Because you're you're from Brooklyn. Yeah, but that hey. doesn't mean everybody from the Italian from Brooklyn's a mafia. I know it doesn't mean it, but you play like play mafia play stuff. No, I don't. I just happen to have a couple of friends that grew up to be big <laughs> mafia people. You know, I knew them as children. They were just as normal as I was. We played with trucks and dirt and crap like that, and they grew up to be super duper powerful killers and mobsters and. So, Elena, what you got to try to do is, like, when they're, like, playing the show, you got to see if they'll let you submit your music into it, like, for some of the scenes. You know, it's funny you mention that, and I don't want to give 
too much away because it's, it's all very like hush hush right now. Um, but I got onto the show because one of the, the creator of the show is actually an old producer of mine. Um, so that is sort of kind of the plan, which is why I'm really like rushing to get as much music done as possible and kind of be Googleable. You know what I mean? For when it, when it does happen. So. Oh, absolutely. Now you're playing in Italian. I am playing in Italian. Remember, we had that look discussion, it. so look perfecting my accent and all that. Well, that you got to lose. Should we tell people my nickname for you? I love it. Do you want to go into that? I'm, I'm a custom blend. <laughs> That's right. But I'm no longer a mixed girl. I'm a custom blend. That's officially. Tell them who your parents are and your dad is. <laughs> um, so my mother is Irish and German. And my father is a mix of African-American, Native American, and also a little bit of Irish. So it's my custom custom blend. blend And she is so hot, you guys. You got to go to ElenaNelson.com and see. Beautiful. Beautiful We went to to the Singleton series premiere, and Mm. literally there was like 250 people there. And out of 250 people, like she stood out amongst Mm. everybody. Like she was the one that you would focus on as soon as you walked into the room. She's Aww, tall, she's softic, she's chesty, she's sexy, she's beautiful, and her <laughs> eyes are the most amazing eyes you want to see. And, and then you find out that she's not just hot, but she's actually like, she's a singer, she's an actress, right. she's got like, she's right. like a triple threat taking over the world. Right. I'm trying. <laughs> I love well, it. There were a I'm lot of nice that. people at the party, but I've got to say, I really favored about four people, and you were one of the four, who were really interesting, pretty nice, and, and uh, you know, not there to just network. You were yeah. kind of there to be friendly, which is really nice. Absolutely. I, you know, I love getting to know new people, and especially... Um, I think coming from my background, I've always been very inquisitive to just kind of meet people like for you to be all Italian. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. What is that like? Like, I just love meeting people and learning their experiences and seeing what we have in common because there's always something, you know. Well, I'm 100 percent Italian as far back as you could go. And I never gave it a thought. I'm proud of it, but I don't really think about it. But if my father were black and my mother were white and I look like I do now, I would be kind of confused. Were you confused growing up? Um, I wouldn't say I was confused. I would say that I got quite a bit of backlash. Um, I always say that, you know, growing up where I grew up, there were a lot of interracial or biracial kids um, that mostly looked like the Halle Berries of the world. Um, And then here I was with, you know, like brownish, reddish, curly hair and big green eyes and almost white skin. So I definitely stuck out. You don't look uh, black. I, I would have never known you had black blood. You yeah, look absolutely you white. You favored the white side. <laughs> yeah, I, um, the- I've, I've been mistaken for Latina a lot. People ask I would have thought that's what I would have thought, possibly or, Latina. Or I would have yeah. said Italian. I can think I did say Italian when I met you. you I thought did. you looked very Italian. I mean, look at the picture of you now that we have on the screen. You're mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous, by the way. Thank and you. And you, you, you look, you have milk white skin, pink lips, beautiful eyes, beautiful red hair. I mean, God was good to you, sweetie pie. He took the best of both and threw it in one ball. Thank you. But you know what? Growing Actually, up, it wasn't. You know, I posted wasn't a picture like of you cool on thing, Instagram, so and then there was a girl, and she like reposted it all over Facebook and Twitter and all over the place, going, "Oh my God, this girl is so beautiful!" And I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "That was awesome." Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't even see you know that. What? In about five hundred years from now, if the planet survives. When the Asians, Latinos, Blacks, Caucasians mix, we are going to be the most incredibly beautiful human (laughs) beings ever on this planet. Also, highly intelligent. Because all of those bloods coming together have got to be incredible, right? 
I absolutely. agree. Absolutely. <clears throat> So let's go a little bit, because like I know uh, I read your bio and like like you studied musical theater. Do you actually play piano? Like that wasn't you playing piano at the beginning of that song, was it? No, um, I can play enough to kind of get the idea across a few chords, but I wouldn't even play myself by trying to <laughs> record it for real. It's pretty bad. <laughs> so, because this is your first out, this is your first EP that you've released. Then it is. Um, I've been attempting to get this album out for several years, so this is finally. The culmination of years of work and lots of songs that have kind of swapped producers and studios and what have you, and finally it's here. So, you guys got to get this. It's called Miscellaneous. It's a it's a total play on the name on her name, Elena, and um, it's got a bunch. like how many songs are on it? Um, it's a seven song EP, but then there's a hidden track also, so eight songs in total. Okay, so there's eight songs on the EP, you guys. I have like five of them. They're awesome. I've been listening to them all week. Um, I, I have a thing about ballads, and I'll tell you, like, the reason why we played that other song uh, first is because it's kind of ballady, and you have another one. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but that was also a really good ballad, and I love ballads because you know you can't auto-tune a ballad. Right. <laughs> so that way I can find out if you can actually sing or not, and like, so if the ballad isn't any good, you know, and the dance song is good, I know that you're like totally auto-tuned, but with yeah. you, but Jimmy, the listen, ballad is great. Listen to her speaking voice. Oh, I know that. She has a beautiful speaking voice. But I'm voice. saying people in no, general. I know a lot of people who can't, <laughs> I know a lot of people who really can't sing, like Cher. She needs every single, and Britney Spears, every single pipe there is to get that voice going correctly. But if you listen to Cher when she speaks, she sounds as awful as when she sings. So you know that her voice is not a singing voice. I love Cher, by the way, and I do know her. I went to a party at her house years ago on Sunset Boulevard. I met she and her husband, Sonny. Lovely people. But she is a personality. Cher is an act. Cher is a super act. Nobody really cares about her voice. You know, yeah. take me home. I'm going to spend the night with you. <laughs> we don't care about that. But we love Cher. You, my dear, have a lovely voice. Thank and you. that in combination with your beautiful figure and your beautiful face. Hey, you, you know, yeah. you got a lot of crap there going on. So let's I mean, talk I'll about see. it because I want to play Frisky Tipsy. T tell us what's Frisky Tipsy about. Frisky Tipsy is about going out and having a good time and not really being concerned about what happened yesterday, what's going to happen tomorrow, just enjoying the moment, um, maybe a little too much, and just having a good time. Like that. Okay, so this that is on the good. album Miscellaneous. So, Chad, we got Frisky Tipsy available. Hell yeah! So I want Frisky. you, Elena. You actually like say your name, who you are. That's a, it's a, you know, the song off of your album, and say the album, and give it like a plug like that. We're gonna play it, and then we're gonna all come back and talk after it plays. All right. Thank you so much. This is Elena Nelson, and you're listening to my new single available on iTunes. This is Frisky Tipsy from my new album Miscellaneous. Need a reason not to 
takes no strength, drowning in flesh. Excuse me, I might make a little mess. You can see through my mind. You might be shocked, you might be fine. Oh, baby, with this no inhibitions, don't be scared, you'll be just fine. I've got what to say. Here it comes. Years ago, they blamed Johnny Mathis for everybody getting pregnant. That's true. It's true. It's true. Johnny told me that himself. Now, we have to blame Elena for the people getting pregnant. Because if you're playing this in your car and you're parked down by the river at night making out, and this song comes on, forget about it, twins. This song is fabulous. You are fabulous. There is a Grammy Award that is given to people of great music. I have my own award here. It's the Ron Russell Put It In My Car Award. There you go. Darling, you just won Put It In My Car Award. Hey. Both, both songs, Thank you. Both songs. You are <laughs> that means fabulous. a lot. Not because I love you, but you're fabulous. Even if I didn't like he you. Didn't, I didn't even let him listen to the music so that way he would be honest when he heard it on the radio. You know, I, I didn't prepare him ahead of time. Like, uh, I've been listening to it all week. No. <laughs> I don't do anything on this show. I do not research the guests. I do not know what they do because then the show wouldn't be spontaneous. It would be rehearsed. And right, I like right. not to know, to find out. I like to make mistakes and act silly because that's what my fans love. They love when I get nuts. You know that. <laughs> I think you, it's you fabulous. And like everybody in the chat room was saying, uh, and, and I agree, is uh, the scratching made it a really cool, cool. like it's a cool. modern throwback. It's cool. It is a great song. The voice is great. It is fabulous. But I like the modern throwback feel. It's like you did the scratching, but you made it like current. Yes. Um, it's like Motown. And let me um, shout out the DJ, DJ Mike Scott is from my hometown, and he hooked me up on that. Terrific. Um, and then the producer is also in my hometown. His name is Kano. So it was really a collaboration. Terrific, and guys. Actually, Kano, he's a relatively well known 
well, at least Northeastern producer, I think, isn't he? Because I've heard of him. Um, he's, he's done quite a few things. Um, he does a lot of sound engineering. He does a lot of production from everything from country to hip hop. So I'm really lucky you to guys have can him look him up corner. if you're up at Kano, cause I'm pretty sure if I, too, I'm thinking it's C-A-I-N-O. What yes. did your father do again? You told me. Your he's father, a musician. Yeah, but what kind, what is he doing? Who was he? Where is he? Um, my dad is still kicking. Um, he is, he did like R&B, but like Motown soul type of stuff. Like, the Delphonics and the Stylistics. Oh, and, um, oh, he did a lot I, of 80s. Two of my favorite. Pop. Stylistics. Oh, my God. They yeah. were incredible. So that's what I grew up listening to and, you know, trying to emulate. Because you're very Motown, and I love Motown. You know, oh, we were riding in the compliment. car back from Coney Island <laughs> this weekend, and on the radio came... Um, uh, oh, God, I just forgot her name. She died, and I was so upset. Mary Wells. Mary Wells. I love uh, Mary Wells. Oh, my God. You know, my guy, all my those guy, songs. Yeah. And I got so depressed, but she died like 40 years ago. Where the hell was I? But still, I got depressed because the guy on the radio said she was the uh, starter of Motown, the Motown sound. Yeah. So, Mary Wells, wherever you are, honey, thank you for starting the Motown sound. So tell us who are some of like the who are some people who are out right now that that people that are like worldwide famous, you know, who are some of the people who you think okay, these are like really good artists or that you would listen to or that maybe you would buy their music? Who is it that you actually like to listen to? Ron Russell. Uh, well, besides Ron, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Mariah fan. I'm a lamb, always have been, always will be. Wait, wait, uh, I missed it. So who did you say? Uh, Mariah Carey, of course. I, I love Mariah Carey. <laughs> What's your favorite Mariah Carey song? Do you have a favorite? My favorite is called Close My Eyes Off the Butterfly Album. It wasn't a single. Okay. My favorite one is Fly Like a Bird, which wasn't a single, but yes. she performed it on American Idol. <laughs> yeah, that makes me bawl my eyes out, that song. I know, but it, when she hits <laughs> those high notes at the end, I get goosebumps. I just right. freaking love it. Fly Like a Bird, and then I like I Miss You one, the song she sings about like all the people who died or whatever. Like, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. But I have I have like that's if you went in my iPod, that's who I have the most music by is Mariah Carey. So like we're Same. down, baby. We're down. Same. Yes. <laughs> Got to have Mariah. Because you're screaming in the microphone and my friggin' ears. The wax in my ears are melting. I, have I wax. can't help it. I got excited. Okay, Mariah oh, please, Carey, who that. else? Seriously, Jimmy, lower, lower. Um, You know, I don't really listen to a lot of current music. Um, I'm enjoying the Pharrell album. I love him. Yeah, Pharrell's good. I'm actually a big fan of Emily King. She's coming to Philly tomorrow, but she's an indie artist. Um, I'm a big fan. Her. What's her name? Fan. I'm going to look her up. Emily King, yes. And she actually was signed to J Records. She was kind of like Alicia Keys, uh, Alicia Keys with a guitar. And okay. then she was dropped from the label and went independent. And I love her voice. She's like a Sade, Nora Jones, Amel LaRue, Alicia Keys custom blend. She's mixed also. Okay. Did you get a chance to meet Kathy's sister Sledge? I did, yes. Oh, yes. I flipped out. I was acting like an idiot. If I they know, had I got on film really talk. Like, do you know who you are? I was jumping up and down and screaming. Jimmy, I know. Jimmy. I wish I would have had that you on know, film because yeah. he meets like these like people who like win Grammys and Academy Awards yeah. and stuff, and he doesn't. It doesn't phase him whatsoever. And he met Kathy Sledge from Sister Studs, who, by the way, is going to come on the show hopefully in like two weeks. I went oh, crazy. He went crazy for her, like mind. freaking out. I was jumping up and down, screaming, "Jimmy, Jimmy, get off of here! Look who she is! Look who's here! Look who's here!" <laughs> you think I met? Uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Patty Labelle. Yeah, you know, was I would create. I would carry on to, over Patty Labelle like that. But Sister Sledge, she turns out to be a gem, a sweetie pie. Very this sweet, tiny yeah. little sweet little woman, love her. 
I we're trying to get together. We'd like to invite you as well. A whole gang of us this weekend. I won't give where we're going because we don't want the whole world there uh, driving us crazy with autographs. It's surely happened. But anyway, <laughs> um, we have we have a couple of the people from the film that we saw. Singledom. Singledom. We have um, the, the writer who is uh, Jimmy. Help me quick. I'm bad at names. I forgot. Oh, we're terrible, the two of us. I know know Kyrie anyway. Yeah, because actually next week on the show, we have Singledom series like the cast coming on. Right. Oh, great. That'll be fun. What do you think of the program, by the way, the TV show? I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious, too. It's so real. It's so what's happening. It's so totally like being 35 years old and single. Fabulous. Exactly. I, I like freaking like loved it too. I think it's fabulous, and and uh, I I want to go back and just promote this one more yeah, time. Did you know they invited <laughs> me into that show next season? I'm going to be on that TV show. Can you believe? That'll it? be great. Well, I'm the token white. For years, we've had the token black on our shows. <laughs> so now, now, now the black people are getting even. They have me on as the token white, but I don't care. I love it because <laughs> I love everybody in the cast. It's a great cast. I got along with everybody. It's so sweet. Actually, somebody in the chat room wants to know if you like Anastasia. Do you know who Anastasia I do. is? Um, I know a little bit of her stuff, and I like the dance vibe. So I think a lot of people that do dance music don't always have the best voices, and I think she's kind of like the best of both worlds. you got that good dance, the pumping going on, but she has a great voice, too. She's got a great like, voice. Like yeah. Like no, no, she's not like Cher. She can actually sing. No, but Cher is good for dance music. I love her. When I go to the gay clubs and they put Cher on, which is all night long, you know, they don't stop with the Cher for 20 hours. I love to dance to Cher. Oh, you know what, too? Like, you probably don't know this because you're young, but like, because uh, when I forgot the name of the show, but when I was young, when MTV actually had like music shows as opposed to like all this crap it has on now, they yeah. had like a game. Uh, it was a show to discover new talent, and that's how Anastasia actually got discovered, was like on an MTV like way before American oh, Idol and everything, wow. this is like many, many years ago. And like she was super cool because she dressed cool and she looked cool. And she got a new album coming out. I freaking like love her. I have to check her out. Yeah, she's like really, really good. And her ballads are, re- I like her ballads better, but she's kind of like, uh, well, like from my generation, we had like Taylor Dane. She's kind of like Taylor Dane who can sing mm, those fast, you know, Taylor dance Dane. songs and sing those mellow songs. I know Taylor Dane. Yeah, it's because she's from our generation. How come I know her? Because she's like world famous and she's a gay icon. <laughs> I, I, I can't play. Love her. will lead you back. She had a lot of dance songs. Do you know Taylor Dane or are you too young for Taylor yeah. Dane? Elena? I'm here. Oh, do you know Taylor Dane? Did you say yes or no? I, I just break out into song when anybody says something. So, yeah, I love that song. Yeah, Taylor Dane's phenomenal. I know her personally, but I can't place her face of where I know her from. Taylor Dane. I know. She lived in Boca for a while, too. Oh, that's probably where I know her But she's from. super famous. She sold, like, I don't know, 30 million, 40 million records. I, I think I know her from parties and both cocktail parties and gatherings, especially when they were making that movie with whatever, about whatever about the, all the old bags in Boca. It was out a couple of years ago. It was a hit. I don't know. I she, can't she's not that time. old. Cause she's no, 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 no. I know Taylor Dane. Tall, skinny. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I know who she is. She yeah. also d- does a lot of like gay anthemic songs. Yes, but. yes, I know. All right, everybody. So we have to go back to this though. So like everybody, first of all, you guys got to follow Elena Nelson on Twitter. It's at A L A I N A Nelson on Twitter. Everybody like and the thing likes uh, likes Taylor Dane too. Tell it to my heart. That was a big song. Oh um, yeah. And you guys yeah. can check out her, her uh, website. It's Elena Nelson dot com. A L A I A L A I N A Nelson dot com. Um, she, her album is miscellaneous. It's on iTunes. Is it on Amazon and all the other digital sites too? Um, the single Frisky Tipsy is. The full album is available on my website. 
Okay, so you guys go get the get the single Frisky Tipsy uh, on uh, on iTunes, or just actually, it'd be better if you bought the whole record. So go to ElenaNelson.com and actually buy the whole album. It's really, really great. She's fabulous. Uh, we're gonna have her back because we're gonna be doing stuff with her in the future. She's fabulous. And um, now I remember Perry's Perry Wink was cocktail party. Taylor was there. <laughs> Plus, uh, Listen to me. He just uh, he can't stop. Well, like I know it from somewhere. You know, being fifty years old is not in, uh, being fifty years old is not easy. Again, um, <laughs> no, that's you right. know, you lose a little memory. But I met Taylor at Perry's party, and KT Sullivan was there. My other good buddy, who I love. Anybody know who KT Sullivan is? She's the host of Singers in New York. She sings all Broadway and wonderful songs. Let's go back real quick too. So you're not really allowed to. Can you tell us anything about the TV show? Like, like where do people get to see it, or, or none of that stuff is is good yet? Yeah, it's they're still kind of dotting the i's and crossing the t's. But I can say that it is a major network, um, and I can say that it's not going to be filming in Philly. It's going to be like in a big place. I will be traveling and and doing the TV thing, which is I can't even tell you how exciting. So when you can actually like talk about it, we want to have you back, and then we'll play some more of your songs because like I yes. just love you. I think you're fabulous. Yeah, and find out if they're looking for a very Cary Grant type. <laughs> you know what? We might be because we have like a whole cast of characters around my character. I have a dad and an uncle and, well, I and could play guys your father that go fight and take care of my dirty work and all that. So With my Brooklyn accent, I could be your father in a minute. Exactly. Seriously. Oh yeah, he's serious about that one. You should definitely you like. No, because I I do do films. I've been an actor all my life. I'm only on the radio because of Jimmy. I've been on television. Yeah. I don't do radio. <laughs> but now I'm stuck on radio. You know that thing that was back in the 1930s. I'll send you a reminder. <laughs> I got it. I'm on it. Yeah, and listen, you can be no, on wait, it. wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm not finished with her. So, are you available this weekend? I think maybe Saturday night to go to an ice cream parlor. I mean, I'm how boring is that? I'm actually shooting a video for just... Frisky Tipsy on Saturday. Oh, are you really? Uh, yeah, it took it took a while to kind of arrange that, but I, you know, in this day and age, you have to have visuals. So, I'm doing that Saturday around where, 10. Where are you actually? But... Do, where are you shooting your video? We are shooting that at Maramont, which is Second uh, and Market Street. That's okay. cool. Yeah, I can't wait. Congratulations! That's very exciting. Part. I'm very excited for you. Me too. I'm sorry we're not going to see you, because it's a whole you know group of us getting together in the chat oh, room. They said time. you could be your grandpa. <laughs> what, what bitch said that? What bitch? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Who's the bitch? All right, Elena. Who we want to thank wait, you. Oh, wait, wait, the show's on hold. Who said it? They deleted it already, so I don't know who said it. Oh, see that? <laughs> well, you know what? At 74 years old, I think I look sensational. I'd like I to see agree. what a bitch looks like, right? You saw I me in agree. person. I made Did you, you show me your license, I, was 74? I believe you. Right? Oh, my God. Yes. He actually just told the world how old he is. That's Chad, right. can you believe that? He well, had never told anybody it, anything. It's we time got it. to come out of the closet. I did that already. Now I'm coming out with my age Good for because you. I'm tired of it. I'm great looking for 74. I'm young. Yes. I'm handsome. I'm agile. He's I'm, hung. I, Whoa. Stop that. Hey. I hate <laughs> when you, you know do that. that crap. <laughs> it belittles me. Stop that. And I'm available for, for television and, and movie work. And yes, I'd be proud and honored to play your grandfather. That would be great. I'm definitely going to mention it. All yeah, about and, and then I'll send, I'll send all too. my yeah. stuff. You know, they could watch me. I'm in a movie called Croco. I play a nasty cop from Brooklyn. The movie's not good, not too good, but no, he's really good I'm in great. it. But I'm an actor. I've been around forever. 
My All first, right. Now I could talk about my first movie. It was 1959. I was 19 years old, and I was in a film with Tab Hunter and Sophia Loren. Barbara oh, Nichols wow. and George Saunders. Oh, so and I, also, uh, there was somebody else big in that film. Because I lo- when I looked it Barbara up the other Nichols. day. No, Maude. B. Arthur. Oh, but yeah, but B, I never knew B was in the film. We were on the same stage. I never knew who she was. Okay. And I met her years wow. later in Palm Springs. B. Arthur's the lady from the Golden Girls, in case yeah. you don't know. And, you know, I met her years later when she did the Gay Pride Parade in Palm Springs, California. And I would have said to her, hey, B, we're in the same film together. But I never knew we were. And then I went on to make Let's Rock with Julius LaRosa. Yeah, man, Julius LaRosa. Anybody out there know who he is? I don't. Well, he was a big singer of the 50s and 60s. Anyway, this old goat's been around a long, long time. So, everybody, go out and get miscellaneous. Uh, I'll send you an email later. Congratulations on everything. We love you to death. We think you're fantastic. Um, and we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. Thank you for having me. It was great talking to you guys. Bye. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. See you very soon. Bye. See you soon. Good luck with everything. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye Dylan. I love her. I do, too. Her music's really good. Her music's good. Her music's good. great. You know, it's so nice when you meet somebody and you become a friend. And their music is good. Now, what if her music was stunk, stank, whatever the word is? Stunk, stank, stank? Stinked. Stinked. <laughs> what if her mu- music smelled? Wasn't any good. What if it was garbage? I would have had to sit here and, and you know, if, if I don't like it, I don't comment. So I would have had to sit here and say, oh, her, fabu- her red hair looks great. <laughs> but I'm so happy to say that her music is really sexy and it gets you going. It's good sound, good music. Absolutely. Put it in the car, seriously, baby. Yeah, we will. Put it in the car. I have a couple other songs, too. She sent me a couple of them. Hey, so. I, got, I got a lot of songs to put in the car that I have a list that you haven't put in yet. They're all good. From a couple of weeks already. Yeah, they're good. Okay, so, Chad, what did you think? I thought it was definitely uh, a club anthem. That, that oh, the little, second one, yeah. The no, second total. one was a club anthem. The first one was kind of like a sit-around song. I just thought the whole thing was fun. Doesn't she have a great Motown sound? The and Cindy a- lady like says you're totally hot. Oh, well, she's being nice. She's probably the one that called no, me the old didn't. grandfather. I know who called it, but I'm just who, who, saying. Who called me the grandfather? <laughs> I'm not Jimmy, saying. Jimmy, I'm divorcing you. Get that, call my lawyer. Quick. Get him. Get the papers out. 50-50. Is New York 50-50? I don't know. 60-40. You better check that. <laughs> otherwise, I'll bring him to California, remarry him in California, Uh-oh. and divorce him. Get 50% of what? I mean, what, cut the dog in half? No. Listen, Jimmy, who, who no, said We'll it? tell you later. Okay. I promise I won't get sick. No, at the, at the end of the no, rate. I promise I won't say anything mean. No, I'm not I give you my word. I'll be charming. I am not saying a word. Please, I'll be very charming. No, you're not Please. charming. It was a joke anyway. I know, but who realize, said it? Huh? Said somebody? Ken said it. No, Ken's not in the chat room. Uh, he probably left. It doesn't matter. So, Chad, here's what we're going to do. Now the, my audience wants to know. Uh-huh. Everybody, that's Everybody who's in the chat room knows they see it. But I, I haven't. <laughs> you should have gotten in the chat room. The listening audience, Jimmy. I, I'm going to get a bottle and bash in there. With it. <laughs> Chad, what do you think? What are you talking I about? I promise I'll be a j- charming gentleman. What did you say, Chad? What, what are you talking about now? He wants to know like, who told him that he, he should play her grandfather. Oh, I don't know. Tell me. what's a big, Listen, I go to cocktail. How should I tell him? Listen, I go to cocktail parties all the time with certain people I won't mention who are the evilest, of, of most Of course rotten. you should tell him. Of course. Creeps. Okay, it's, it's, it's at Dave... Dave uh, Dave Hughes from Stars Now, who writes on your Facebook page every day. Dave, he's cute. I don't mind. Dave, <laughs> he doesn't mind. There you, you son go. Of a bitch. Dave, Uh-oh. Dave, it's okay. Read Facebook later, you motherless <laughs> chicken of the sea. Okay, Davey, it's you, Dave. Anybody else, I would be upset, Dave. Oh, but with shit. you, 
Quick, give me the phone. Call Brooklyn. Oh <laughs> Legs, how do you like your ankles broken? <laughs> right away or a little at a time? All right, so here's what we're going to do, you guys. Hey, Chad, let's pl- let's pull out the new Lily McLeod song. Woo, yes, Lily McLeod. Hey, hey you girl, guys. So uh, this is going to be the world premiere. Lily McLeod, you guys know her from X Factor, and we've been playing What About the Beautiful Children? She has a new single getting released next week. It's called The Other Part of Me. It's written by Jerry Cummings, who's part of Hel- Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. He's one of the Blue Notes. He's you know got like a zillion Grammys and stuff. Um, it's a very good song, and she's going to be performing it uh, on The Good Life on the um, what's it called Christian Television Christian, Network. Christian There's a Network. show called The The Good Life. Uh, she's going to be performing it at the end of the month, along with What About the Beautiful Children. I'll let you guys know when, so you can turn in to watch it. Uh, but this is the world premiere of the other part of me by Lily McLeod. Well, listen to how good she is. I'm oh, sorry. I'll tell you later. Joshua, ever since I have been with you, la da 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 da, all of me seems so very very brand new. But I didn't know, Lord, when you touched me, I became a harder. You. But I didn't know, Lord, when you touched me, I'd no doubt, I've got no doubts, I know what I found, when I found you and I love you, yeah, I found the other part of me, you're the keeper of my freedom, you're the Across the desert air But I didn't know, Lord, when you hold me All of my fears They disappear But at last I know You are the one who loves me Yes, you're the other part of me You're the keeper of my freedom You're the
Yeah, so that's the other part of me by Lily McLeod. It's going to be released next week, I think, on Tuesday. It's a great song. Now, people in the chat room have said that I have an echo. Hello? Okay, audio guys, can you get rid of my echo? Hello? Okay, it went away. Um, people in the chat room have said they like this better than What About the Beautiful Children? Again, I must tell you something. Lily did not record What About the Beautiful Children to make Monet money, bucks. She did it for the children. It's an actual so, charity for a children's yeah, organization. So the it's song, a song for a children's organization. The song was not meant to get you hot, horny, or happy. The song was to get you to be aware of the fact that we are not taking care of our beautiful children. Just two weeks ago, a child was in a car with the windows closed and died. This was two weeks ago. I can't deal with this. It's all over the news. I cannot deal with this anymore. What are wrong with these stupid parents? How do you put your child in a car, sealed windows, when it's 90 degrees? That's murder. That's what he's going to get put away for. Good. I'd like to get him and cut his throat and something else. But anyway, Lily did What About the Beautiful Children for the children. And for that, that song will be fabulous forever in my heart. Actually, the vocals, like the, just, the, the, the vocals are just different in both. Chad, what did you think of the new song? I like it. I still like uh, the Beautiful Children a little bit better, but I do like that song. I love her. Yeah, I, love I love her, her too. too. But Beautiful Children, I swear to God, I'm not lying on my both children. When she plays it, sometimes I could cry. I yeah. could tears in my eyes. It's powerful. When I think of Lily and what she feels about the children. You know, she came from a rough neighborhood, the hood. Yeah. And I guess there was a lot of abuse going on back in her day. Problem. You know, I think it's fabulous. I think they're both great. So you guys, uh, I'll let you know when the uh, the other part of me is available. It'll be available. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's coming out next week on Tuesday, um, and uh, it'll be available for download. And then she's going to be performing it on television. It's going to be. But really I agree cool. with you, Chad. Her voice is just incredible. I mean, I cannot wait for Alabaster Box to come on record. Uh, I, I, we have it. I have it in my car, by the way, because we have some kind of a hush hush demo that nobody's supposed to hear. But Jimmy played it, and I said, put it in immediately. And when I drive, sometimes, you know, I drive with the top down, I have a convertible. People listen next to me, and they say, hey, who's singing? That's a great song. Of course, I can't tell them yet. I said, I don't know. I just got it on FM radio. <laughs> I got, I I got some lie. news, too. Which, uh, Ron won't know who these people are, probably, but... Um, the other night we watched, what was the funny, funny lady too? Like what's it called? Funny girl or Barbara Streisand. I know. And well, funny lady. Okay. That was the second one. And the funny, first one's funny, funny girl was the first one and funny lady was the second. So one. now I've seen both funny girl and funny lady. And I was reading like entertainment news and I read that, um, Ryan Murphy, who's the creator, co-creator of Glee, which is like such a great singing show is working with Leah Michelle who's like the star of Glee and who is like this generation's Barbara Streisand to bring Funny Girl back to Broadway. So they're going to actually do Funny Girl uh, on Broadway starring Leah and Michelle, which is like, she actually sings, well, she I might got, sing better than well, Barbara Streisand. Well, let me tell you something. I've seen a lot of revivals. I don't like them because I've seen the original. There's nothing like an original. If you owned an original Picasso, you're thrilled to own it because it was an original. You could buy a copy in a store for 12 bucks. You don't get the same thrill. So that's how I feel about revivals. Broadway has got to start to get writers and songwriters to do original work. I am sick of Broadway. Half of it is all remakes and not even good. Now, I think this would be good, though, because people from... Or people who are younger than me have no idea what kind of girl be, is. No one can be Fanny Bryce but Barbara Streisand. It's written in stone. I mean, no matter who you are, 
If ever you've seen the movie or heard Barbara sing People, nobody could sing People. It belongs to Barbara Streisand. She owns it. Listen, Lainey Kazan is a dear friend of mine, and Lainey and I talk about it all the time. Lainey was Barbara's understudy in Funny Girl. And Barbara never missed a night. One night she was sick as a dog. Lainey was supposed to go on. Lainey called the press. Everybody was ready to write about Lainey's performance. And Barbara, half dead, with 112 fever, goes on and does Fanny Girl and sings, I mean, Funny Girl, and sings uh, People. She's a trooper. People belongs to Barbara Streisand. You got to be nuts to touch it. I wouldn't. Well, I think it'll be cool because I think that Leah Michelle is like this generation's Barbara Streisand. No, there is no such thing as this generation's sure anybody. Is. No, there isn't. Barbara Streisand is Barbara Streisand. She belongs. She is to the world. She's forever. She's. I don't even like her, by the way. She's not my favorite singer. You know, she's too nasally. She annoys me. But I'm sticking up for her because sometimes in this world we do something that is ours, and for somebody else to take it away is not fair. Like Lucille Ball. When I know, she, but like nobody, like, nobody. When, Lu when Lucille Ball did Mame. That belonged to Angela Lansbury. I know, but nobody who's under 50 can see Funny Girl. It's never been it on Broadway. Matter. It's a movie. It doesn't matter. Cleopatra was not a platinum blonde with white skin, okay? Anybody going out and playing Cleopatra as a uh, white Angelina skin. Angelina Lee is going to play her. As a, but she's, Angie's going to play it as a black woman. She's not playing it as a blonde with blue eyes and white skin. Uh, okay. So what I'm saying is when somebody does something as wonderful as Barbara Streisand's People, I mean, it's the most incredible song. If you don't know it, Go out and get everybody it. Everybody knows that well, song. Well, not everybody, but listen. Barbara Streisand made Broadway happen. She is an incredible performer. I never miss her performances, and I'm really not crazy about her voice. Like I said, I love her voice. Too nasal for Chad, me. do you like Barbara Streisand? Of course. I love Barbara Streisand. She sings Streisand. out of her nose sometimes. I think Lainey's a better singer, by the way. Lainey Kazan is a far better singer than Barbara Streisand. My favorite Barbara Streisand songs are what she sang from Yentl, though. Like, those well, songs yeah. are pa awesome. Papa, Can You Hear Me? And all the other great yeah, songs. She's a wonderful actress, a fabulous talent, and an incredible singer. Who the hell's going to try to get in her, her shoes? I would never do it. They asked me to. No, of course I couldn't. <laughs> I mean, if I were this, whoever this girl is, I would say, no, I don't want to be compared to Barbara Streisand. There's nothing. Uh, well, on Glee, she plays the girl who Barbara Streisand is the idol, and she's, yeah, she's got I, a way better voice. I would love to know what Fran Drescher thinks of this, because Fran's crazy about Barbara. Got to find out from Fran, because she's on Broadway now, by the way. Fran Drescher is on Broadway in, what is it? It's, and she's getting fabulous reviews. Uh, you, know, you know who the girl is who's going to play it. Who? Um, it's, uh, you know that movie New Year's Day? New Year's Eve, yes, or whatever. Yeah, I love that. There's movie. one part in there where the girl's a singer and she gets on stage with Bon Jovi and yes. then they give her the mic and they let her sing. It's that girl. Yeah, okay. That's but, who's going to play her. Barbara Streisand, she's not. Yeah, she's, she sings no. better now. Well, now. Well, I, that, that voice is not Barbara Streisand. I got Deidre Sarego. Anyway, on enough about Streisand. Deidre, how are you? What's up, Deidre? Hello. Hi, everybody. How are you? I finished giving my plug. Oh, your huh? father's still talking. Where people come on and off and we know who's going where. Speak up, Ron. Uh, anyway, Fran Drescher is in a Broadway hit musical play, and it's hilarious. Dear, do you know the name of it? Cinderella. I Cinderella. Have... <laughs> How the hell could I forget that? So anybody coming to New York for the summer vacation, do get tickets to see Franny and Cinderella. I hear she's a riot. She's like the nanny doing C Cinderella. Gotta be a scream. I haven't seen it yet. Jimmy and I don't have the time. Jimmy, we gotta go see Cinderella. We will, but and in the meantime, we'll drop Fran. we'll drop Cinderella now and talk to Deidre. Hello, Deidre, what's up? Welcome. Hi, hi, everybody. How are you? 
We're good. Oh, Jeff, he's screaming again. I can't hear. I'm not screaming. Lower my earphones, please. You told me to try to get a hearing aid. You're deaf. Now you uh, made oh, them louder. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what's up, Deirdre? Hollywood Vixen, who's in New Orleans. What was, what was that crack about hearing aid, bitch? <laughs> Mother I bitch said you should yeah, he get heard a hearing that, aid, because you can't hear. <laughs> oh. You know damn well I do not use a hearing aid. We don't need that rumor going out. <laughs> No, Jimmy's loud. He's in the studio, and then the friggin' microphone amplifies it, and yeah. I and the wax on my ears. Okay, melts. but get rid of that. Let's just talk. To, let's talk to our Hollywood vixen. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. Hey, what's up, Deirdre? Hi, I'm I'm very 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 heartbroken and upset, and I'm smashing my face into a plate of brownies. Brian I've been smashing my face in a plate of brownies for the past four days. I've been so destroyed. Yeah. Because he got somebody pregnant, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that. And I went to the drugstore today and I saw it on the cover of the magazine and I thought, oh my gosh, this is not good. I'm going to cry too. Why wasn't it you? I want a grandchild. <laughs> I don't even know who he goes out with. Who does he go out with? Ava Mendez. Oh, she's nice, actually. I met her. She is. I know, me too. She is nice. Well, she's not so nice if she got knocked up. I know. She's, she's a little loosey loose, you think? Well, no. Not they've like been you, dating. You're a virgin still. He would have gotten a virgin <laughs> if he went out with you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you when I see you. <laughs> you know the old jo joke? You better nail a board to his ass so he doesn't fall in. <laughs> Very funny. I'm not, no, that's, that's the old joke from when I was a kid. So what's new? Wait, wait, so did you see? Because you know, on Instagram, I posted a shirtless picture of Ryan Gosling and Tad do just for you. Oh, I saw that. I know I loved it, but unfortunately <laughs> now, now I'm like heartbroken because my boyfriend cheated on me and knocked up Ava Mendez. So <laughs> I, I know, and like you were saving it for him, and he was supposed to be saving himself for you, and now I got some other bitch pregnant. You'll I know, that was have, supposed to be my just baby. Have to that, wait that, a while that's my baby that. in her. <laughs> did you see the T-shirt that Jimmy did on Facebook? A couple of weeks ago, I said something sure. about Creamy Bush. Now oh, he put a T-shirt out saying, oh, Creamy Bush Rules. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe this insane Nobody thing? has a bush anymore anyway, so you're going to have to say Creamy Skin Rules. What did she say? She said nobody has a bush anymore, so you have to say creamy skin rules. <laughs> creamy skin rules. <laughs> creamy skin rules. Nobody has a bush. But that's not what I was talking about. It was misconstrued, and everybody thought that's what I was referring to, but I wasn't. Bush, are you, well, what, what other bush is creamy? I don't remember what I no, said. No, that's what he was referring we to. We have to go yeah, back to the, the show. Chad, bush? do you remember that? What other bush? <laughs> Yeah, there is she no other point. Bush. There's no other bush. Creamy bush. Come on. Well, I don't know how it came out. I would never be so vulgar. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. You? Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, if you guys want to see those, you can go to screen to s k r e n e d dot com slash Jimmy Star Brand. Uh, we started designing some different T-shirts from stuff from the show, and you can. Uh, uh, you can make purchases on screen.com. So go to s k r e n e d dot com slash Jimmy Star Brand or Facebook.com slash Jimmy Star Brand, and there's links on there to go to it. And we have a T-shirt coming out with Jimmy, myself, and Deirdre on it. So you can buy that if you like our show. And we sign our names on it, so it's kind of like we signed our names. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
in other naughty news. I don't know about news. that yet, Deirdre, but anyway, you ha- yeah, yeah, we're going to do one of our, our promo. I already did one. I did one of the promo picture of the three of us on one. But, but we didn't sign show. it. I know, we didn't you sign it. You know what? But... I'll tell you what. If you buy the T-shirt and you mail it to us, I'll sign it and mail it back to you. How's that? There you go. So you can have a signature from the three of us. Would that be fun? You're going to sign everybody's name or just yours? No, I'm, no, Deirdre's going to sign. <laughs> we'll have to wait until like, when Deirdre comes to town. <laughs> Deirdre, we're going to California. Somebody's getting married, a big star, and I can't say who yet because she asked me to keep it quiet. Okay, cool. Janu- Jan- not until January. January 14th is the wedding or 15th. Oh, that'll it's- be right around Golden Globes time. Nice. Right, and and you know who she is, of course. She's one of our favorite, favorite people. Anyway, so what else is going on, Deirdre? So, for other naughty news, um, <laughs> this is really funny. When Kelly Ripa was talking to Anderson Cooper and uh, Andy Cohen, she found out, she asked Andy Cohen if he was a top or a bottom, and he's a top. <laughs> Andy Cohen's a top? Andy oh Cohen God. is a top, yeah. I never would have guessed that. that. That's what everybody says. Everybody's like, really? He I is? Sure she Even he a- says, oh. he says, why? You know, people always think that I'm a bottom. He goes, but I'm not. I'm a top. <laughs> He's probably just saying that because all yeah. bottoms say they're tops. No, you know they no, always say you get these muscle-bound, gorgeous guys in bed and they throw their legs up. You know, they're all big, the top row guys. The, I've had, gave friends that said to me, the butcher, the guy, the more bottom. In so bed. he's a pitcher and I, not a catcher. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Pitcher, Anderson Cooper Lady Lake wrote that. And Anderson, Meanwhile, Anderson Cooper so cute. If I was the one that actually Jimmy, said it first. If I was it with Jimmy, I would go after him. He's cute. Andy Cohen. Yeah, he, he doesn't. Does he date Anderson Cooper? No, no, no. They're not together. But Anderson Cooper, we don't know if he's circumcised or not. Because she asked him if he was circumcised, and he just looked at her and, and got all flustered and said, "I'm flustered." <laughs> oh, that, okay, wait, wait, okay. Ke- wait, Kelly Ripa was asking these questions. Yes, Kelly Ripa what, was what asking these questions. What is she doing? My show set the record straight. She's asking know. the questions that I ask on my TV show. See, they copy everything. Kelly Ripa. She can't yeah. get away with that. That's Regis and Kelly, Kelly Ripper, right? That's yeah. Regis yeah. and yeah. Kelly. Okay. With that awful haircut. She cut her hair and it looks like shit. I mean, she doesn't even curl it. It's like a broom. <laughs> what kind of hairdo, Kelly? Go to the hairdresser. She did. No, I like this kind of gossip, though. This is fun gossip. No, but well, I yeah, this is just like stupid, you know, tidbit shit you hear that. You know, Anderson Cooper, we don't know if he's circumcised or not. He looks like the type that would be circumcised, though. I think he's circumcised. Well, and Andy Cohen, I, I thought he was an albino. Tell you the truth, but he's not. He doesn't no. have a pink pink eyes. He has regular eyes. I he know. looks he like can't... he could be an albino. No, I don't think he's cute, but he's a genius. He he's a, a genius. wonderful fella, and he's very very nice. I hear. I've never met him, but I know some friends of mine that have played with him, and they and said he, with well, well, one guy <laughs> in particular who was a, a muscle builder. He was a what do you call it? Like an Olympic guy. Listen to you played with them, though. <laughs> well, they, they, they played house for about a week, and it didn't work. So that was and gossip I got from a good friend of mine. Okay, also, that's cool, though. I, I like I it. I'm shocked to hear this. Guess what? whose daughter is a lesbian. Who? Who, whose daughter? Alec Baldwin. Ireland Baldwin is a lesbian, and she's dating a black girl. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, cool. <laughs> he must be having a connection. Talk about karma. Wait till you hear the recordings that get left out oh, on that good. one, like when he that, like went off on her for being a fat pig. That's why uh-huh. he's a homophobe, and, and that's why he and hates gay people and does word. everything he can to upset gay people. He's lashing out at his daughter, who's a lesbian, going out with a black. I hope the black girl is Jewish. That would really make it work great. A lesbi- a black lesbian Jew. Oh yeah. That would really get Alex Baldwin his Baldwin's up 
and up his ass they'll go. I can't stand that creep. I cannot stand him. You know, I know, I'm gonna, I'm, I know Robert Osborne. Next time I see Bob, I'm going to tell him, get him off your TV show. He was He's, only on there once. I don't, no, he was on there for a couple of days doing some bullshit like he thinks he knows about movies. He's a jerk from Long Island. What does he know? It's funny, though, because Alec Baldwin, you know, like he, he gets in trouble all the time for because all Because he's got a big he mouth and he's nasty as all hell. I mean, I know people that know the ex-wife, and they say that he verbally abused her from morning till night. Oh, you mean Kim Basinger? Kim Basinger, who's a little cat. I love her. She's a sweetie little girl. She's so like gentle. I don't know if it's true, but this is what the gossip was, that he verbally abused her. How could you abuse Kim Basinger? She's gorgeous. What could you tell her? She's ugly. She's fat. I mean, she's okay. wrinkled. You can't tell. What could he say? She's stupid. That means she might be a little stupid. She had to be stupid <laughs> to marry him. Now she well, was just taken like, in by his good looks. That he, that he lost when he got very fat. scared. She's a very, like, uh, shook-up kind of woman. She's one of those people that, you know... Who? Kim Basinger. Uh, Kim, yeah, Kim Basinger. That's what I was told. I haven't. I didn't work with her, but somebody that, that had worked with her... Said you can see that there's like a lot of damage there. Like she's sweetheart, she's a sweet, sweet lady. That's what Lo Lois Pisani did her hair in like New York City. Lois Pisani is one of the great haircutters in New York, and Lois I grew up with my neighborhood. She's a good friend, and she did Jessica Lange's hair. She did uh, Kim Basinger's hair. Basinger, she said they're both dolls. Now yeah. you had your hair cut by Ke uh, her hairdresser, right? Deidre, are you there? What? You had your hair cut by uh, Jessica Lang's hairdresser, didn't you? Yeah, here in New, in New Orleans, yeah. Yeah, how did it turn out? It's good. I mean, I keep my same style. I have to keep within my headshots. But it's my normal layered, you know, long layered side bang haircut. Did he cut a good job? Yeah, he did a great job. Well, he's and the how, only And how union, much did he rob you? the only union, not a lot, $55. But he's 55 the only for a cut and he just does Jessica yeah. Lang? Wow. Well, that's well, pretty he good. Does, he does. He does her color, but um, but he's the he's the only union shop in New Orleans because you know union you have to go to union for your hair because production is paying for it. That's why Jessica Lang has to go to him because number one he's good and number two he is a part of the um, hairdressers union here. So oh, oh my I god, I didn't even know they had such things. That's really interesting. Sure yeah. Do. When yeah. I worked for Nick Marcellano at Universal for makeup, it's union. I had to, I had yeah. to join the union. Of course, I never made it that far, but um, I was asked to join the union. But I, I didn't know that a hairdresser. I mean, a hairdresser is a hair oh, because it's a movie hairdresser. That's right. Makeup exactly. is well. So she has to get her hair cut and colored for the show. Production is paying for it. It's a union right. production. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. I, I didn't even think about that. That's very interesting. When yeah. I was with Universal, also, I had to go to New, I had to go to Mexico City to do a film called Jesus. It was what's his name? The the black actor, that great actor. Oh, I went to Tosco, Mexico, and the film was called Greed, G-R-E-E-D. And I had to do the makeup on that so that I would be eligible to be in the union. And Lee Winkle, of course, did it for me, my best friend, who's a big shot in L.A. And he gave me a fake check, and I gave him back the fake check because I never really did the movie and work there. And they gave me the, the thing for the union. And yes, it's a very tough union to get into, the hair and makeup union over at Universal. I like that. Okay, that's something new, so everybody who doesn't know that, now they Did know. Did I make any sense with that little speech? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's a rough union. And I got to work with, with Brenda Vaccaro, but I was on a horse. I wasn't doing makeup. On, on her show, which ran for 14 weeks, it was called Sarah. 
So it's good. Go in and make oh, up. Rebel's in the chat room, too. Uh, Who? Rebel. Say hey, Deidre the Rebel. Hi, Rebel. Oh, hey, Rebel. What's going on, honey? There you go. <laughs> hi, hi, everybody in the chat room. I think there's quite a few people in there. Yeah, there really are. Actually, it's grown since you came on. Do you cool. listen to the show before you come on? Uh, sometimes, if I'm if I'm able to. <clears> did you Did you hear Did you hear Elaine today sing? Elena. No, no, Elena? no. I was I was I was just rehearsing lines, so I couldn't. That's the girl that we met at that party we went to. She's fabulous. At the Singleton series, their whole cast and crew are coming. Yeah. They're coming on next week on the show. Oh, excellent. Yeah, you, so you'll, is she coming on? No, she's not coming on again. No, she won't she be coming on because she's not in the cast. Anyway, she's a great gal. I really like her a lot. So what else is new in the Gossipville? Anything? What's going on in New Orleans? Anything exciting? How are well, the mosquitoes? Not, I hear they're big. No, I haven't seen any yet. I haven't had one mosquito bite yet, thank God. Wow. But, yeah. They, mu we they have must a, have all died. We have a flea problem in New Orleans, but I haven't seen one mosquito, thankfully. So, so. Don't tell me you've got fleas in the new place. Well, we did when I first moved in because of the cats, but now that the cats got treated, it's been fine. We haven't had any. so Good, good. Yeah, but apparently it's just like no matter where you go, it's just they're everywhere, the fleas. I don't know why, but New Orleans... Because it, it's a swamp. Yeah. So, now, but, what are you doing as far as movie work? Any films you're going to do that you could tell us about? Nothing. Nothing to tell you about. Well, now, now everybody's off anyway. Nobody's working now. Um, but no, they're shooting stuff here. You know, it's just they, it's, it's just really hard. It's too hot in August to know? shoot it's with just, the lights. We're not in August yet. Well, still going into August. Don't they go to hiatus now? No, they're over hiatus. They're back at work now. In August? So I, yeah. They start, used to, used yeah. to be September. No, 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 no. You start filming in July. Yeah, in yeah. California. No, no, here, everywhere. Yeah. All, I, all, all. I would all not TV. want to do a period piece in those uniforms in this weather. Oh, oh you, God, do. No. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. They don't And you're care. shooting out of doors and you're on a horse. You know, you're sweating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're in wool because it's supposed to be you know, December in New Hampshire. <laughs> you're filming in 80 degrees New Orleans. No. What's going on yeah, with that care. jumping off the buildings routine you're doing? Oh, that's on Sunday. That's, that's this Sunday. Dare me for charity. And how that is so exciting. Yes. It's be you fun. go do it, Jimmy. I would do I'm going to wear yeah. fluorescent clothes because when they're filming it and stuff, I want everybody to be able to see me. So I'm going to wear fluorescent. That way you can always see me. We're going to, I'm not watching, darling. I'm going to watch. I am you not going to watch you drop 50,000 feet. It's only 40 feet. Only, only 40, 40 feet. Do you know how high 40 feet is? Yeah, it's not that high. I go over a bridge. Well, I drive over bridges. Work. Jimmy does not speak to me. He's petrified. He's a That's different. That's a bridge. He's terrified of bridges. <clears throat> I go over a little friggin' bridge here in Pennsylvania where the fish are not even two feet from the bridge. He's hysterical. He's going to jump 40 feet. I jumped out of a plane. I've parachuted out of a plane before. Did you land on your head? No. But no, I did it. I, I parachuted from a plane, and I used to go parasailing all the time where the boat pulls the parachute. That's fun. So how come you can't go over the I just, Is there something about bridges that I don't like? <laughs> we go over the 59th Street Bridge. You know, New York, he has a nervous breakdown. I used to throw sandbags off that bridge at the barges. First of all, I though, kid. I was on a pier, a really high pier as a kid, and I tripped and fell, and the railing was broken, and I fell over, and I was hanging, you know, and people had to, like, pull me up when I was young. Tell the shrink that's coming and, on. Uh, Scarred for life. <laughs> and it freaked me out, and so I don't like bridges. Plus, then, you see all those Final Destination movies? Every one of them, the bridge falls down, and everybody dies. <laughs> Deirdre, <laughs> Deirdre, really now. Wait, Mothman. Do you have a little pity for me, Deirdre? <laughs> 
you have all some the sort Christmas of presents for are floating in the ice cold water, and there's the, the the brake lights are flashing, and that's all you see, and it looks like Christmas lights with the Christmas packages. Yeah, that freaks me out. <laughs> well, he's he's going to jump from a forty foot thing. Uh, God bless you and good luck, and I hope you don't get hurt because I'll kill you she if you do. It's only forty feet. Hurt. It's like jumping off a two story building. Uh, it's not going to New How Orleans. How many stories is that? Lot. Forty feet, like Lot. four stories. Oh my God, four stories. No. Okay. Three stories. I have no idea. I don't know. Somebody let's Google talk it. And talk I don't about know. This. Let's let's get off of it because I'm not going to be able to complete the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to get on a plane, go out there, and cut your hair short. Remember when you were little, I used to threaten you. Yeah, no. yeah right. When she was Watch a little me. girl, if she did something bad, I said, "Tonight, when you're sleeping, I'm getting a scissor. I'm cutting your hair to the root." You know what? She never did it again. That's okay. It. I, I mean, that was. Well, you con- can tell her, but she's jumping before you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, was that was that child brutality? You know, on Good Morning America this morning, Lara was covering the story about a man who took his young daughters on dates, and some people thought it was weird and disgusting and and sexual, and other people thought it was fabulous. Do you remember when I used to take you on a date and Leslie on a date? I did that to teach you the manners of a date. I say, don't order the most expensive thing on the menu. You don't do that because boys don't like that. And, you know, you kiss a boy goodnight on the cheek. I did all that stuff. It was nothing sexual. Did I ever take you on a date? Yeah, we have date night on Friday night. We go to Ben's Kosher Deli and, like, a movie. Right. So what's wrong with that? I think all fathers should take their daughters on dates. I think that's normal. You're spending time with your kid. You're going <laughs> yeah, to dinner you gotta see these idiots on Good Morning saying they're perverts, they're weird, it's a little strange. What do they think we do? We're raping our daughters? I mean, we're like mentally ill. It's strange to take your kid to dinner and a movie? Hmm? It's strange to take your kid to dinner and a movie? On a date, on a date. I used to drive the car up, ring the bell. You or Leslie, whoever I was dating, came to the door, and I'd say, hello, nice to see you. I'd open the car door for whoever it was. We would drive to the restaurant. I did it like a date to teach you girls how to be ladies. Did it work? Absolutely. Did you? Yeah. She she passed out. (laughs) No comment. Did it work? You probably pick up the guys. You throw them in the car. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, but didn't I make a lady out of you the truth? Yeah. Good. So there. Okay. Now there's a big dull. <laughs> there's a lull well, in the studio. Like- oh, no, I was just thinking, like, that's nice that you, like, made a lady out of your Hollywood vixen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did the best I can. Then, of course, when she turned 18, she went on her own, and that was the end of the beginning. The beginning of the end. No, it's not. No. But my she's our Hollywood vixen. She's awesome. She's incredible. She's gorgeous. Deirdre's bark is worse than her bite. Trust me, folks. I know my kid. Anyway, oh, I'm not supposed to say you're yeah, on your I, phone. I, like, why did this become about me? You know, I mean. <laughs> because, it, because it's your time slot. We're talking about you. <laughs> I mean, you're a tall. I don't know what happened too to our guest, you guys, because she was supposed to call. Now so she should have called now. So now we got a you know double double. No, um, we don't. Well, I mean, you're a tall, beautiful redhead with a gorgeous figure, a very funny personality. You're warm, you're loving, you're kind, you're generous, and you're good natured, and you care for people, and you care about people. Now, if there's a man out there that heard that and wants to meet my daughter to marry her, you contact vixen. me. Your Hollywood vixen, not your daughter. I'm sorry, the Hollywood vixen. <laughs> I, so I'm what a- are you gonna do, Deirdre? So now we have to find a new, a new crush, a new celebrity crush. Do we have any backup ideas? I don't know. Well, you know, Ryan Gosling can be a dill. That's for sure. I mean, 
I don't That's mind. He'll, he'll be my DILF, a dad I'd like to. I know, I know what DILF is. <laughs> How about that new guy, Jimmy, we saw him in the commercial at the movie theater. The one that's playing that superhero, boy, is he good looking. I don't remember what's The new superhero. guy, nobody knows who he is. He's a new actor. And he's playing one of those people, Iron Man, Flying Man, somebody's man. Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. We saw the commercial. I said, wow, he's got a nice body and a beautiful build. Oh, you know who it is? He's talking about the guy in, um, uh, what's that? That new movie coming out with the rat. The rat shoots the gun. Empire, um, Guardians know, of the, the Galaxy, the lead the guy gun. from Guardians of the Galaxy, who has been in stuff, but like he's not like a household name. Check him out. He beats Ryan Gosling oh, out by a mile. Ryan, Ryan is a dog compared to this guy. This guy is really I forgot, handsome. I forgot it's what his name really is. sweet, too. It's his personality, too, that makes him just such the, the guy. Look, he was a sweetheart. It looks like he has a nice personality. He was flying through and out of space. I mean... I'll tell you, Deirdre, you'll probably know who he is. Um, he's, uh, his name's Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. He was in Her with Joaquin Phoenix. He was in Moneyball. He was in Wanted with Angelina Jolie. And he's the star of Jurassic World that's filming now, I think, in New Orleans. Oh, my God. He's the number one lead guy in it. There you go. Get out your push-up bra and go And look with Joaquin. Her. That movie Her? Her. Okay, yeah. I saw that. I didn't really like it. Um, I didn't see it. Well, what do you think oh about my gosh! Look who else is in Jurassic World, though. Lauren Lapkus, who plays the lady, the lady prison guard in Orange Is the New Black, and she's the third lead in Jurassic World. I was trying to get her on the show. Oh, wow! So Dan, wow, she's yeah, really shooting. He's working in town, honey. Get on that production if you can. He's he's pretty good looking. He's handsome. Oh, look who else is in that? Bryce Dallas Howard, Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio. There's a lot of stars in this like Jurassic Park movie. Well, nobody's been out because I haven't seen anybody around town. I mean, they must literally go from their apartment to, you know, set. and then. Are they casting it. in L.A. or in uh, Louisiana? Casting in L.A. They cast everything out of L.A. So go to L.A. No, anyway, have to go to LA, I can't wait to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm, like, super excited about it. You know what I can't wait to see? Because I can't wait to see myself laughing. Paris what? Hilton's new video, Come Alive. Oh, yeah. Paris <laughs> Hilton has, like, her video is supposed to be ethereal, as she describes it, where she's cuddling clouds, and there's a rainbow, and she has angel wings on, and there's, like, a purple unicorn in her video, and the song is called Come Alive. I can't I, wait that, to watch it so I can laugh. That would be fun. <laughs> Are they filming Jurassic yet? Yeah. They're, like, halfway through. So go find this guy. Wear a push-up bra. Put a lot of lipstick. Lip gloss always works. Nice push-up bra. Short skirt. Nice stockings. Big high heels. Go. You never know. Okay. You might take one look at you and flip out. Okay. Sure. Jimbo. Just, just doing okay? Well, I... <laughs> okay is not enough. Like that, You've got to go to the you know. set and say to him, listen, hey, I'm available. Hey, you guys available. got your uh, caller coming in here. Oh, oh good. Let's take go. it. Here we go. Take it. Go ahead. Hello. Hey, hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hey, this is Corey Honickman. Hi, it's very nice to meet you. Let me get nice you and introduce to everybody, starting off with our 
outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, how That's are fun. you? And Jimmy's very jealous of me. If I just look at somebody else, he goes crazy. And if I touch him, he says, don't touch me. <laughs> wow. How are you, darling? <laughs> Hi, good. How are you? Sorry, I'm late. This is going to be a little bit crazy. Then we have wow. our Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Serego. Hi, how Hi. are you? Good, yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. And then uh, we have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm good. And we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everybody in the chat room. There you go. Now you got it all. I'm Jimmy Starr. Welcome to the Jimmy Starr Show. And on the line, everybody, we have Dr. Dr. Corey Honickman, who is the love preserver, the 21st, <coughs> excuse me, 21st century modern monogamy revolutionary relationship expert, sex education specialist, and she is redefining monogamy in today's society. I love all the different things that you're like talking about, and I think it's like really cool. And I have to tell you that you're the f first time we've ever had a guest like you on the show. And we're a little really? wild, so hopefully you're right. okay. That's why I asked you my question real quick. This way I figured I'd get a free answer. <laughs> What's the question? You know, how they, you know, if you're a hairdresser, you go to a party, everybody says, you cut my hair today, you know, at the party. So this is what like you, what the same you, what? if you're a doctor. I totally missed that. So here's his. Here's the thing: is that he asked you because, like, okay, so she doesn't know anything about us. She doesn't oh, know us. Oh, we are gay and we are married. We got married in New York a little while ago in October. Of I actually year. knew that. I knew so that. We're a syndicated radio show couple, married couple hosts, along with our Hollywood vixen Holly uh, Deirdre and. And we're famous. And, and Ron and I, and Ron and I are like, well, we're totally like jealous of each other because like everywhere I'm not jealous he's so good you. looking. Corin, let me tell you, he's so good looking that everywhere we go, people like yeah. hit on him. If we go out, it doesn't matter. Women hit on him, men hit on him. Everywhere we go, and if I'm standing there, they'll actually stand in between me and him so they can talk to him. That's, <laughs> That's because I wear a T-shirt that has, says on it, fifty bucks Damn. if you hit on me." That's pretty good looking. Yeah, he's really good looking, but, we're, but but it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun having you on the show. Tell us a little bit about you real quick in a, in a couple of lines or less, so then we can start some cool dialogue. Basically, when I was really, really young, I started working with families, and I was working with kids that had really bad emotional uh, and behavioral problems. And I realized that the, real, the reason why... Um, these kids were having such horrible issues with the way they were behaving is because their parents were having really horrible sex. <laughs> so I decided that? that I was going to go straight to the source, I was going to save the world, and I was going to help every couple have amazing sex so we can have healthy, happy kids in our world. And I am originally from New Jersey. Oh, I used cool. to be a social worker. Now I'm a psychologist and a sex therapist. And I just love love, and I just want to help people all over the world have love and have amazing sex. So that's kind of my mission in life. And one of your statements that is, is like that you like help work on in your different programs, which, by the way, we should tell everybody, your website is www.wherelovehappens.com. Um, yep. That you have a revolutionary yep. approach to modern monography and staying newly in love. Like, you know, Ron and I, we've only been together like two years, so we're still newly in love. But for people who've been together 20 years... You know, who are not so newly in love but are still together, like, that would be like a focus for you. Well, yeah, well, I mean, uh, think about it. When you live with somebody for a really long time, you're doing everything together, they become, they start to feel like family. And who wants to have sex with their family? So when you start to not 
feel attracted to that person anymore like you used to, and you start feeling like, oh, I love this person, but I'm not in love, that, love with them, and I'm not attracted to them anymore. That's why the, people get divorced, because they think that they're not in love anymore. But really, it's just a normal course that nature is taking, and we just got to get back to that, which, you know, with a, little, a couple habits and a couple new techniques and fun games, you can do it. Like well, that. I was in a 45-year relationship since I was 19 years old, and Saldi George, my deceased partner who passed from pancreatic cancer, was also 19. And we okay. had a wonderful 45 years together because we kept reinventing ourselves. We kept changing our lifestyle, where we lived, and our common interests. And I exactly. believe that Exactly, and you really sense. had it right, because if, if you put your relationship on autopilot... It's going to end up just not going where you want it to go. It's going to go wherever exactly. it wants to go. So it sounds like you guys really did the right thing. You got to reinvent yourself. You got to, mm -hmm. you know, think of new things. You got to do it in different places, do it in different times, do it different ways. And, you know, you have a much better chance. And I also believe you have to invest in yourself. Facelifts are good, good haircuts, <laughs> stay thin. Stay very clean always, smell of cologne and beautifulness, stay young and be desirable Absolutely. and play coy and play games yeah. like I taught you, Jimmy. Like I'll be really mean to him at like 6 o'clock and then 8 o'clock <laughs> I'll be so sweet and charming and it makes him crazy. But, you know, I make him feel guilty that he did something bad to hurt my feelings. Then he gets very oh. affectionate. You got to sucker them in. <laughs> <laughs> trap them bastards. I mean, you got to trap them. Sounds right? like you really know what you're doing. You don't need me. Great form of manipulation. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me hear about your sex life. I mean, you have a boyfriend or a husband? I have been in a relationship for 14 years. Good for and you. And I think you guys will find it interesting. Now, I'm Jewish, and he's Muslim. His brothers are <laughs> all in arranged marriages. Bye, Jack, and on he that ended up leaving New York to come live with me in California. And his very, very strict Albanian Muslim family were, were not too happy about that. But now that we've been together for 14 years, they're kind of catching on, and it's kind of an interesting story. How did you work that out? Because, you know, not because I'm going to use the old cliche, some of my best friends are Jewish, but the fact is <laughs> some of my dearest lovebirds that I adore are Jewish. And I know how traditional Jewish people are about their religion. And not so much the religion, but the, the, um, the, the um, traditions. How do yeah, you guys well, mix traditions? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, my family, you know, I'm not very um, religious or, I mean, we have our traditions and stuff, but they're, you know, they're not, they're not really strict of who I dated or anything, but he's the one. I always thought that I would be the one because, you know, the, everybody thinks that Jewish people are very strict and you need, you know, the traditions and all that, but it was the other way in our relationship. It was his family that was very strict, and like I said, his brothers are in arranged marriages, and he didn't want to be in arranged marriage. He wanted to be with a Jewish girl. <laughs> so there was kind of the, kind of the interesting part was on his end, which is kind of is different than what you would you might think, but it, that's the way it, that's the way it is with my family. Yeah, but did your family you know, light like candles for you? By the yeah, way, we actually do religion, do things like that. We do light candles. A guy, so, they light a right candle. now it's Ramadan, so you know we we we're every once in a while we'll fast, <laughs> not no, every no, I mean, day. Did you, but, you know, know what that means we'll, we'll in the Jewish religion. So we agreed upon. Yeah. We agreed to do some traditions that we you know that we grew up with and that we really want to continue doing. But when it comes to religion, we're not we're not religious at all. We just we stick to the traditions and what makes us feel like family and what makes us you know the memories and the nostalgia from growing up and stuff like that. And you know what you should do? Put a Christmas tree up. This way it's nobody's religion, and you can have a good time decorating it. 
yeah, yeah. Call nuts taking it down when you have <laughs> to dismantle idea. that you're right. thing. So anyway, so you're a happy-go girl for 14 years. What a wonderful relationship you have to have. Because in order Thank for you. a Jew and an Arab to be in love, it's got to be really strenuous. <laughs> I mean, look what's going on now with Israel. I mean, Jesus, you know, it's scary. But um, give us some advice, because I don't believe in cheating, and Jimmy knows that. I am a firm believer. Well, that's her whole thing, though, is monogamy. So, like, I want to hear I'm, how I'm you, she's her, saying well, redefining monogamy. I want to hear it. Let me lead her into it, okay? Um, yeah. Most gay men that I know cheat. Mm-hmm. They don't tell their mates, but they're in these uh, video rooms or they go to parks or wherever they go. They cheat. Mm -hmm. They say mm -hmm. it's because they're men and a man is a hunter and he must have everything. That's all bullshit. No, I want to hear this. Not you to say you're cheating, dog. <laughs> I'm not cheating. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like when you say that shit. Well, let me tell you something. Monogamy is not for everyone, and that's what everyone really has to understand. You know, I mean, we're not all meant to be monogamous. In fact, monogamy is unnatural. And we're not even, it's a thing we have to decide every single day to do. So we have to first realize, are we, should we be monogamous? Those guys saying, oh, we're guys, we're going to cheat, then fine, don't be in a monogamous relationship then, that's fine. You know, if you're going to be in a monogamous relationship, it's about your integrity. And it's about, you know, keeping your word. And it's about keeping the relationship innocent and pure. Once you go have sex with someone else, it changes the whole dynamic of the relationship. It changes right. everything. That so changes it's like, and take that energy and put it on yourself and making yourself happy. And put it on your relationship and your partner and making him happy or her happy. And um, don't just cop, you know, cop out and go have sex with someone else. Because that's just easy. That's what people have been doing for years. Let's like be modern. Let's be evolved, and let's do it differently. I mean, time. I think. Oh, I like that. Can I ask you a question? This is very, very dear to us. We have a very sweet friend, a lovely girl, who has been married for a long time. She's got three children, and her husband is a devout Catholic. He's in church all the time. Well, she caught mm -hmm. him cheating, up with a girl at work. Now, after almost leaving him and going to counsel, he said he was sorry. He'd never do it again. A year mm -hmm. later, she finds out that he's still with that same girl. What oh kind of advice would you give this poor woman who's, ter who's terrified of, of not having her husband around her? She's suffering yeah, because she's I'm, jealous. Yeah, I mean, I understand. You know, it's a really tough position to be in. And, I, you know, I, I'm glad that she gave him a chance. Because if someone just does it once, I think they should be forgiven. But if, not, if they continue to do it or they continue to lie, then I would say get out. I mean, you have to have more self-respect than that. I mean, it really sucks them because maybe they've built up a relationship with this person and maybe they've really grown to love this person and maybe it's hard for that per for them to say goodbye but you at the end of the day you have to get, have more respect for yourself and more love for yourself than you do for the other person it just has to be that way because if you don't right. love yourself more than you love that person then you're going to get walked on and you're going to get Why taken advantage of put yourself through that torture of every time he goes out the door you think he's banging the other broad no i agree I mean, with that you can't that. live like that you're going to get cancer you're going to have stress you're going to you know get a heart attack you can't live like that you can't live no, like it's that no it's a love hideous way to, to live happy. now what about the three children i mean they're listening they're under actually what happened was one child saw his cell phone and it was from a man's name and it said something very very loving and she mm -hmm. went to the mother and she said mother Daddy might be gay. And the mother said, what are you talking about? She said, well, this, he and this man are sending love notes back and forth. Well, what it right. turned out was the girlfriend was using a man's name. Oh, 
interesting. Sneaky little bitch. Oh, I like to do it. I like to find you. I pull a freaking He had programmed a guy's, no, he had programmed another buddy's name under her contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if she was to go through it, she wouldn't see the girl's name. She'd see like, let's say, Bill Smith or something, you know? That's a really sneaky person. I mean, it takes a lot of thought to go that far and to really put mm. in someone Doesn't else's it? name. It really um, does. Yeah. And he premeditated. Yeah. He swore up and down that he wasn't seeing her. He would never do that again. He loves well, he's and he's a, a Catholic. He goes to church all the Total time. That was lying son yeah. of a bitch. <clears throat> and, you know, you never stay together for the kids. The kids are going to come to their own conclusions. If they see That's things like right. that, if you're doing awful, horrible, dishonorable things, and your kids are old enough to know, they're going to know. So you have right. to handle it at that point. And I, but I, don't, I personally believe that you don't stay together for the kids. But I also, in that same vein, believe that you don't speak poorly of your spouse in front of your kids. So Never. while the kids now know, you know something's going on, you've got to tell them. You've got to talk to them. You've got to sit down together as a couple and talk to them about what's going on and say, you know, daddy messed up, daddy's a jerk, <laughs> you know, basically, in not so many words. And, well, sometimes you know, that's not good because maybe daddy met someone that he truly fell in love with. And you can't help it sometimes when you fall in love with somebody when you're in a relationship. No, no I don't believe that. I well, hate Jimmy was with that. somebody for 25 years. I can't help it, I fell in love years. with them, no. It's like saying I, I rolled over or I fell on the floor and fell into that lady, you know, I mean, no. Well, wait, listen to this. Jimmy, Jimmy was with someone for 25 years when he met me, and he fell yeah. in love with me. And he said he was going to leave the other person of 25 years for me. And I didn't want him to do that. I said, no, we, we, we can't be together anymore. I'm not a backstreet lover and get lost. And he okay. just didn't want to, he didn't so want to give happened? me up. So he left the other person of 25 years. The guy was 100 years old anyway. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, you got to leave the person first. You can't, (laughs) you know, you got to leave the person first. You can't carry on an illicit affair. I I mean, it's a very small. I was, no, I was a widower, widower, yeah, because Sal had passed away. And I wasn't going to be a jerk and and go with him and he's got the boyfriend at home. No, I don't do that stuff. Yeah, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be play second fiddle. No. No, anyway, street, no not. relationship is, is, I mean, it's very slim odds that a relationship is going to last when it starts off with cheating. It's just exactly. the odds go way, way down. So, I mean, you want, if you do, if you are in a relationship and you fall in love with somebody else or you think you might be in love with somebody else, you really got to talk to your partner about it and mm-hmm. say, hey, this is what I'm feeling and talk through it. And, well, this is you why know, I come to an agreement Jimmy together. Include your partner in that conversation. You've already disrespected them enough to fall in love with somebody else. <laughs> Now talk to them about it and be real. Right. right. Did you hear what I said? I think we overspoke each other. I said that's yeah, why I married him legal, because if he leaves me for somebody else, I get 50% of everything. <laughs> well, that's even a better reason not to cheat. Stupid I'm not. <laughs> stupid I'm not. You know, but, but anybody you out that, there that's doing this, stupid. that's seeing a married man, you're going to get nothing from it. He's never going to leave his wife, I guess. I know so many men that cheat. He's probably going to leave you for somebody else down the road. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's what statistics and some odds say. I mean, they're once a cheater, always a cheater in a sense. I mean, if it's something that they're doing on an ongoing basis, they're going to continue to do it. See, that Jimmy was a cheater. That's not right. I was You cheated on your person. You're a cheater. You're going to cheat on me. There's a difference, though, about the whole love thing. 
Listen you cheat on me, I'm going to charge you. Every time I find out you cheat on me, I want 100000 Oh, I'm not cheating. Like, see, like, you shouldn't have said it. Everybody's, once a cheater does not always mean it. If you cheated, like, a zillion, like, if you're always out cheating, but, like, we've been together yeah, yeah, two years. And, no, I and said, I, I don't even go anywhere once, without him. <laughs> yeah, two yeah, years yeah. is a very You're right, you're right. Time. No, I mean, it, only if it's, like, an on, if there's something that they've made part of their lifestyle, then they're going to always do it. But if they just right. did it once, or even if they just did it twice in two separate relationships, they can still change. I'm just talking about somebody who's constantly doing it and somebody who doesn't really care about anybody else's feelings. They just want what they want and they're going to do what they want to do. Right. That's See? what I mean by So that's not me. Good. Thank you for clarifying because he's sitting over here <laughs> looking at me. Another, another reason why I don't cheat is because yeah, no. I'm a germ freak. I can't stand germs of any kind. You know, I don't like uh, how these gay guys go to bed with somebody they just met. Did the guy take a shower? I mean, is he clean? Is he have syphilis or gonorrhea or AIDS? What's right? What's wrong with people? I mean, I know some gay guys. They go into these clubs where they have back rooms and it's all dark, and they're making it with each other in the dark. The guy could have two heads. You wouldn't know who he was. He could <laughs> what have about two you? Forgot about the glory holes, huh? You forgot about glory holes. Well, all that sort of trash. <laughs> what do you know about that, Oh, was that deer? Well, was you that? know, part of that's you know that's the animalistic part of who we are. I mean, we are you know we do have that kind of primitive way about us, and some people choose to do it and go you know follow that way, and some people choose to be involved and do it a different way. And you know, I mean, you can't really you know choose. It's hard to like point fingers and say that you're this, you're that, and call names and stuff, but. You know, just don't be in a monogamous relationship if that's what you want to do. That's all I have to say. We're going to put up a new T-shirt because, like, a couple weeks ago we were talking about something and Ron said Creamy Bush, so now we'll make a T-shirt. When I made a T-shirt that says Creamy Bush Rules, so now we'll do, like, something like Glory Holes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people always forget about the Glory Holes. There's so much fun to talk about. <laughs> Listen, do you know the name Sandra Harmon? Doesn't sound Sandra familiar. Sandra Harmon wrote a book years ago, No Sex Without, com without No Sex Without, um, oh shit. Marriage? No, No Sex Without Commitment. Okay. And the book talks all about it. Don't have sex on anybody till they commit to marriage and you'll get married. You believe in that? I'm, I mean, that is definitely an antiquated idea. But I do believe these days women who are going around dating a lot of men, they shouldn't be going around also sleeping with those men. Because I do think that it's very difficult to develop a relationship and a friendship with somebody that's authentic when you're, you know, it's going right to sex. Because then the relationship becomes all about sex and you stop trying to get to know each other and you stop learning, you know, what the other's needs are and, you know, all those things. So I think that if you are someone who's looking for love, that you sh and you're going on a lot of dates or maybe you're, you know, on a dating website or something and you're, you know, doing a lot of things like that, then you really need to not have sex with anybody because, especially if you really like them, I mean, I, I, it sounds kind of crazy, but if you say to yourself, whatever, I, I, this is not somebody I see myself a long term, but I'm very sexually attracted to them, then have sex with them. But if it's somebody you see yourself, you know, really being with and you see a future with that person, then get, take the time to get to know them as a person and who they are and all those things before you have sex because then it just, it's really difficult to do it after that. Do you believe in try before you buy? I definitely don't think you should wait to marriage. I think you should wait to monogamy, though, in that case. Not marriage, no, necessarily. Do you believe in try before you buy? 
<laughs> Seriously. Like if you were going to like if you were going to like date somebody and you thought you wanted to date him cuz you thought it would be like a long-term thing, you would like have sex with him before you would decide to like be because together there's for a long reason, time. The reason why I asked that question is don't judge it because the first time you have sex with somebody stinks. Sex only good gets thing. good after 10 times when you learn yeah, what I mean, each one needs. That's a good point. So if you go to bed with somebody and the guy stinks, don't bump them. Teach them. A lot of people think that the beginning of the relationship is when the best sex is. But I think it's when you get to know somebody and you practice and you, you know, you really uh, learn each other's pleasure zones and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. That's when the sex can be great. So, I mean, I know what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. The first time maybe isn't going to be great, so don't judge. But as for the try try before you buy thing, Mm -hmm. I just think you should wait until monogamy. Not necessarily till marriage, because you do got to kind of try before you buy. I mean, you're not going to marry the person right away, but have sex with them and see what it's like. Well, I have a few friends that are born again Christians, and they do not have sex. And yeah. one of them, in fact, is, is getting married uh, in about a year or well, sooner. And I said, you really don't have sex, and you you stay together. They sleep in the same bed when they, she's a performer, and when they travel, they stay in the same bed, but they do not have sex. And well, he said they to do me, everything hell. else but sex or something like that? He said it's hell because he wants her so badly that he has to masturbate all the time, and it's terrible. I said, but I thought Christians weren't supposed to masturbate either. He said, <laughs> he said well, the Lord forgives them. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, gee, the Lord's pretty cool. You're a smart one. Smart, right? <laughs> he whips off and says, forgive me, Jesus, and then whoops, forgiven <laughs> till the next load, right? <laughs> I'm giving a break. Hey, if you ever need Ron to like assist with any of your seminars, no, I think so. Corey, I'm already getting ideas. Listen, I can tell already. Corey, I'm falling in love with you. You live in L.A. Yep. Okay, Jimmy and I may have a residence out there. So when we're out okay. there, you are coming to dinner with us. I want to be with you a little bit more. You are fabulous. You are Aww. open-minded. You're modern. You're no, today. we gotta go too, you guys. You're cool. So here's what we got to do, you guys, because uh, we only got one minute left to go. First of all, we want to uh, thank Tom McDonald from WROM Radio and Cindy Godfrey from Events That Rock PR uh, for introducing us to Dr. Corey Honickman. We want you guys to follow her on Twitter. It's at Dr. Corey Beth. It's D-R-C-O-R-Y-B-E-T-H. And her website is wherelovehappens.com, which you, where you can find out winners, where she's speaking and whatever else she's got going on so you can stay in touch with her. And um, we want to thank you for coming on the show. And anytime you got anything to promote, let us know. Go ahead, Ron. And if anybody's having troubles at home in their marriage, go see Corey. She's got a special now, twenty nine ninety nine an hour. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing That's with that one. Only too. if you bring coupons from uh, Food Mart. <laughs> Um, so, Corey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Sorry we have to cut it short, but we're actually over. At 4.50, yeah, we're done. So, pleasure, thank you so Corey. much. Corey, seriously, thank when you we're guys. in L.A., I'm looking you pleasure. up for fun. Bye, darling. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. Bye. Bye-bye. And everybody, Bye. thanks for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show. We'll be on next week with the Single Dumb Series. Chad, you're a rock star. Thank you very much. Yow. Thank all our syndicates. WROM, Planet Radio Network, Monster FM, WBAD, Jackalope Radio, 76th Street Network. You can hear us on our Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and W4CY, our home station. Thanks, Chad. Yeah. You'll feel like a star, huh? We'll hook you up. Now you look sexy.